The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. I'm changing into our 2017, the Northern White Crop Theory. How can you listen to idiots like him that's just been on? Tonight's song is... Chicago Chicago now Chicago now, February 19th, 1990. We had recorded this once and then I fucked it up. So go ahead. <laughs> Movies. <laughs> We're going to start over again, aren't we? Just do yeah, it. we just started over again. Do it properly. Come on. All right. <laughs> I think last time I said, where are we? Oh, Chicago, now! Uh, so... Yeah, you gotta recreate that moment. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you don't. Yeah, so February 19th, 1990, uh, on Extra um, which most of the album, minus two, two songs. songs. Yeah, one was not Coldplay. But Cold Cut. Cold Cut. And, and then the other, the other one, was Adrian Sherwood. There he goes. Uh, I remembered that one. Oh. Uh, Fucking Coldplay always getting into my brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> mostly produced. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. By Craig Leon, uh, who also produced like uh, some Ramon stuff and a whole bunch of other stuff. But you should check out his the early comp of his early synthesizer compositions yes. because they are fucking amazing. All right, there absolutely. You go. So and then I can't remember where else. Oh yeah, not a, not about Mark or Bricks. Yeah, that's the that's the prevailing th- thinking about a lot of the songs on Extricate was that right, this right. is about the the breakup of the end of their marriage, there which we go. I I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he's singing about a lot of specifics on this record. I mean, know. Sing Harpy, I think we talked about not too long ago. Yeah. That, that was probably one. Yeah, that's probably a little dig at the, the, the fine lady. But uh, this one, I don't I don't buy it. But that said, so what we were talking about before we had to redo this was that like, Bricks' family was from Chicago and moved to L.A. at a certain point. And, but they met in Chicago, Mark and Bricks, which is why they're talking about this yes. being connected. And I was saying that they must have been back in Chicago at some point because I, from what I read, probably through the annotated fall, is that uh, Bricks' mom worked for the Office of Film in Chicago and helped coordinate the big uh uh, car chase and the Blues Brothers. Oh, that's going to come in handy when I get to my Blues Brothers thing a little later. I was really, I, we're on the same page. <laughs> okay. I think we're going to talk about the same thing with this this particular Ooh. song. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, so the Blues Brothers. <laughs> the Blues Brothers. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I you know, I don't buy that this is a, something even, maybe it's like tangentially connected to yeah. their marriage, but I mean, the lyrics are just nonsensical stuff about yeah, the, there's the, not a lot of, there's not a lot to the lyrics. No, I don't think. a lot of stuff about you know CTs at the time zone of Chicago, Central Time. Yeah, maybe. and like, and what was the other? What's the other word he keeps repeating in there? Like, uh, do you work hard? Yeah, do you work hard? And commission is the <laughs> yeah, one. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, commission. Commission, like what? Okay. <laughs> well, commission. So this kind of goes into how the main thing I kept thinking about this song was that it sounds like. It's part of a theme to some uh, noirish TV show. 
Oh yeah. Like uh, that used to run in the fifties, and I can't, but I can never figure out which. It, I don't think it is actually. Sure. But it certainly has all that sound. Um, I, yeah. Like you know, uh, Raymond Burr as what's his face or whatever. Perry you know, Mason. Perry Mason. Or Ironside. Yeah. Take your pick. There's also. Uh, Damn it! The one about the F, uh, the FBI, the guy who was in Correct. Chicago, uh, taking down all the you know oh the Untouchables. Yes, that one. Elliot Ness. Yes, yeah. Elliot Ness. That one. So I kept thinking of all those. But sure. It's, that's what it sounds like. Is like an old old like crime jazz, what they started calling in in the nineties. Yeah, with yeah, all yeah. Those, uh, yeah. Yeah, with all that you know horrible. Well, Squirrel Nut Zippers was actually not that bad. But anyway, <laughs> all those bands that were... Sort of retro zoot, swing bullshit. Yeah. Riot bullshit. Oh, don't bring those people up. Oh, they're, oh yeah, sorry. No, they, they don't listen to anybody anymore. They're, they're, I'm sure they're fine people. Uh, There's fine people on both sides. I've actually heard they are No, I've, I've heard the same thing. Yeah, so, no, I, I, you know, I look at the title. Anyway. I look at the title of this song and listen to it. It sounds like... Uh, the title of it sounds like the, the name of some like you know industrial film they made in the four the fifties or sixties to right. sort of promote Chicago as like the place for industry, right? Like Chicago now, or like just the sixties. Or uh, I, yeah, I was thinking of it more as the sixties, and then yeah. like everybody's groovy. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Chicago's the now town. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, <laughs> or it's you know the name of a really terrible like morning show like post post morning news. You know, like Good Morning Oregon That's or whatever. It is, you know, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> now. <laughs> exactly. Well, Nine oh five here in the Windy City. And yeah. then and then uh, Bozo would come on after afterwards. Oh, because he was from Chicago. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um. <clears throat> So yeah, I kept thinking of it as being noir-esque. Uh, yeah, totally. I think that's good, especially like, like, uh, so a couple of things. This the horns on there are definitely synth horns. So yes. that's what I kind of like about it. <laughs> I like. I mean, that's from that era of like synth horns were kind of overplayed by then. But even even that knowing that they were still being used for yeah most of the early nineties and. A lot of songs. So um, well, there's that. Cheaper than paying studio session musicians. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's traffic sounds. Like, uh, there's just interesting production on this. Uh, well, on the whole and, album, but this song in yeah. particular, since we're talking about it. And and there's a freaking oboe yes. part to this whole so, thing, which is nutty to me. The person, yeah, there's an oboe part, which I thought was actually also just like a Casio. So did I, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, Charlotte Bill, which I thought was a nickname, but it's not. No. You know, like Bill from Charlotte. But no. <laughs> <laughs> her name, her name, or their name, is Charlotte Bill. Um, she's, We're on Chicago now. Bill from, Bill from Charlotte, you're on the line. <laughs> yeah, they are... Um, an artist, filmmaker, musician. She actually played uh, in the Fates with Una Baines. Uh, oh, have you ever heard that? Oh no, their album. Their album is pretty that. great. Is it great? Yeah, yeah. I have it somewhere on a hard drive somewhere. Uh, there sorry. Are, <laughs> so there are a few corners of the the the, the extended cinematic fallniverse that I haven't dived into, and that's one of them. Yeah, you know? it's really good. I like it a lot. It's a lot of. It's more. It's a little less rock, I would say. That's okay. But. But not a lot. Like it's hard to 
it's hard to describe. It's really good. I liked it a lot. You're really um, selling me on this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she also played flute on I'm Frank from the oh, yeah. album yeah. Extricate, which is about Frank. Uh, Zappa. Yeah. He's... Or uh, Big Head Frank. Oh, right. Side bottom. Yeah. Frank side bottom. I, I always figured I it was side bottom, but who knows? Well, um, I only... There was, isn't there that little bit after the song where it's like... That little sped up thing of Mark saying like this is you know so and so's attempt to write a Frank Zappa song hence I'm Frank. That's right. I remember right. stuff. I I always like think of it as side bottom for some reason. No no I no. Guess because you because you might be Frank used to cover fall songs. Yeah. So there you, you go. might be right there. Um 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 um. Oh, and she played oboe on Chicago now. Anyway, so yeah, she's an artist and filmmaker. Um, that was her. So uh, I think that was that. Uh, sorry, looking through stuff. It's okay. Oh, on this album, Martin Brama comes back. Yeah, I was going to talk album. about that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And no, no, no. That that's all I was going to say. It's fascinating that he came back in the fold after Bricks left because yeah. he has been gone for like what, like eleven years at that point. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, and he had been with uh, Blue Orchids for quite a while. Right. Um, apparently, he was fired. After a year, along with Marsha Schofield, because they had apparently hooked up or something, <gasps> and it pits Mark. If off. there's women in that band, they are belong to Marky e. Smith. Damn it! Well, think, know your place, Brama. I think. I think. Uh, it kind of what it sounded like. Cause yeah. Kick them both out. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, so at its influence. Oh, we talked about. The do you work hard thing, which apparently ends up back in coming back in blindness, the song, which we talked about. Oh, yeah. With a, a dude from Annotated when right. he was on the show. So um, so my, my main question about this song is always when he says you don't, who is that to? Right. Who is he talking to? Is he talking to himself? He's talking to Bricks, which we've kind of said no. Right. But this was also the time where they moved to Fontana, like after Beggar's Banquet. Oh, and maybe so, he's talking about that label. Yeah. Or, yeah. So is it like that move? Right. And is that a sellout? Like, is Beggar's, Beggar's Banquet was smaller than Fontana because Fontana is like worldwide, right? Yeah. So yeah. Fontana is a pretty big label. Like, it's, uh, it's been, Phillips. It's been around for longer the than, 50s. than Beggar's Banquet, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but maybe, maybe he, yeah, maybe he felt they weren't working hard enough on the band's behalf. Right, could be, or I've, some other label. Did, did Beggars Bank would have like an American office? Probably in New York. I wouldn't think they'd have one in Chicago. It's a good question. Yeah, I didn't even get that far. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Questions. Damn it, Beggars Bank. Questions. Um. So yeah, I always kind of wonder about that. Um. Like what? What? What is that? Um, Who's the you, Marky Smith? I'm sorry, I keep burping. I have a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, so there's one, there's one thing I wanted to talk about, but uh, yeah. I'm going to save it till the end. Oh, okay. Because it's actually probably means absolutely nothing, but it's something that I found interesting. I know that that we've talked about plenty of times about how I think this record was our entry point in a lot of yes. ways, you and me into this yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's a, such a fascinating record. I mean, I only know the American CD version of it that has like a bunch of extra songs on it. Oh, right. And, but at the same time, I feel like, and I don't, this must have been 
because we're talking about the label situation about like Fontana maybe having some more money to throw at them to make a record where they could afford to bring in like more than this more than just one producer mm-hmm. and to work you know to put this together from different sessions and stuff like that just because thinking about that you said like Craig Leon produced most of this record but then like Adrian Sherwood did a song and then Cold Cut sort of returned the favor of him being on a song on their first album right. by producing this and uh, one of their covers of uh, I Hate You by the Monks. Right. Was... Oh, yeah. You. Hey, everybody. Bob wrote a little article about Cold Cut one time. So Oh, I did. I well, can... I interviewed them once. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if we've talked about it on here. But no, no. Like, did you ask them about Mark or anything? I didn't because it was mainly I was just interviewing them about their uh, remix of uh, the Eric B. and Rakim song. That's what it was. Right, yeah. Right. That's why. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it didn't sure. bring up Marky e. Smith. I, I should have though at some point, just I mean, just to do it, you know. I mean, tell me everything. <laughs> um, no, I just didn't know if they. So he, so they had done the uh, the monks cover. Basically, he had, they had done a remix of that song. Yeah. So he's paying it back. Okay. Well, so and well, he was at, he was on. There's like a song <clears throat> called "I'm in Deep" that's on the first Cold Cut record. What's that noise? Okay. That Marky e. Smith does the vocals on that one. Okay. I think okay. he did. I think he did another song with them later, but that was the first thing. I remember that being a big deal from my brother, who was a big fallhead. I think they kind of introduced him to dance music in some small way because oh, it's right. a, you know it's a you know it's a big house record essentially, and there's you know Marky e. Smith, his right. voice getting all chopped up, and it's a pretty great song. So I'll have to I'll I'll track it down. Yeah, I keep meaning to. It's, um, a, it's a good one. But and so that was my point. I liked that they were expanding their scope a little bit with this record, even though uh, sonically too a bit. I think with this song and just "Bill Is Dead" is just such a such an outlier oh, right. in that right, right. You know, just a straight up ballad. It's almost like uh, tender in a way. Of I think the I've way... complained about that song before, but I'm sure it is you have. it is pretty. It is a strange thing. Like yeah. those are those are two very strange things. Well, even just telephone thing. Oh yeah, it's just fucking bizarre yeah and i think it carried the i think he started the he and the band started carrying that forward through the next bunch of records even into the stuff they did with matador yeah yeah or he was like they were really bringing in like dance more dance music influences thanks to dave bush and yeah really just expanding their scope and so yeah and then thinking about how toward the end of the band's career they you know completely went he took it completely full circle and just went back to just being a straight up rock band again yeah, totally, and staying away from the dance music like yeah. after some time is kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, um, or if I have, I uh, hadn't thought about it in a while until <laughs> I brought it up. Damn it! Uh, so, what was the other point you were gonna make? I'm gonna say it's weird that Winnie came out. Yeah, Winnie never comes out here. This it's is one of Hiram's other kitties, and she's actually being very attentive to me. It's just sweet. Oh, it's a he, but we no, call him he, Winnie. Sorry, His name's sorry. Winston. Oh, Winston. Sorry, I called. I called him. Winston Smith. Well, you got to do that. Well, he was called Winston, and then, but every time he'd look at, like when we first got him, he always had really big eyes, like he's scared. <laughs> so I made a joke about it because that's what I do. Um. Anyway, Winnie uh, never comes out. So, uh, Hello, Winston. Hello, Winnie. You're very strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh. Anyway, all right. So here's. <clears throat> so I went down a rabbit hole. Go on. I was looking at Annotated, and they were talking about. Why does he do Heidi Heidi Ho yeah, at the end? The very end. It's because here it is. Uh, and you know they might not have ever mentioned it, but Cab Calloway is the penultimate group in the 
Blues Brothers. Right. They play that like right before the Blues Brothers come on. They play Mini the Moocher, mm-hmm. right? So, and then, you know, like, you got Moocher doesn't work hard. Like, Mini doesn't work hard. And I think they started talking about that and yeah. annotated, but they couldn't find any concrete proof. And I was just like, no, the concrete proof is Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers, which takes place in Chicago. In Chicago. And, you know, we already talked about uh, the Brinks links connection. to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I really think that's probably why. I would but, think so. Because there was that mention in the annotated about how there was a, a cover of Minnie the Moocher that, that was like a hit a year or two before this record came out. Like oh, some right. terrible, like, terrible cover. It's oh like my a God. reggae version, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah. not even. not even. I listened no, to no, it. Like, it's I was really like, bad. oh, <laughs> yeah. oh this is, like, n- no offense, England, but naturally that was a hit in England. Because some, some, <laughs> some of the songs have become hits in England. And I'm looking at you, the Mr. Blobby theme. Oh my God. <laughs> What was it, Ebenezer Good? We were talking about that on that podcast we were guesting on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, some of the, the stuff, Fallout man. podcast. Yeah, By the, the way, Fallout those podcast. guys are kicking our ass on uh, on uh, special guests. On con- oh, what did they get? They've had they've had uh, they've had Damo on. They've had what? Una Baines on. Yes, those motherfuckers. <laughs> How dare you guys do better? than I know us. they're totally. We have been barely working hard at this, <laughs> and somehow you guys are getting the better guests bullshit look this is some bullshit right there you guys need to calm down look just because you put out five episodes before we can get one together right you just need to stop it listen listen we needed a couple of days to mourn the death of piper laurie and now we're recording this on the (laughs) day that suzanne summers dies like how do you expect us to keep it together here you know it's so true it's very hard very hard very hard uh i would say louise gluck but Maybe people don't know who she is. No, I do, but yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Nerd. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah. I really do think that there's some connection to it there. I think so, too. It, I, might, I, it does bring it back to Bricks, but come on. <laughs> like, I want to see, and this is where I, 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 we've probably asked this question, at least I'm sure I've asked this question dozens of times. I mean, was he a, was he a film guy? The Blues Brothers was that like a favorite film of his? Now, now I want to know. I want to know. Would this have been? This would have been at the time when I don't know if it shows up every other week or it was showing up every other weekend on cable in Britain. Yeah, and 1990s is still a little early. That's a little early for even cable being a big thing out there too. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but but there was a time when I mean, Blues Brothers was on TV or something yeah. every other week. Every other week. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a big video thing out there. Could you know? be. Yeah. I know. That's my question, too. It's like, is Blues Brothers the same thing as it is in America? And to be fair, I've seen Blues Brothers a million times. Same. And I still am not sure how to feel about it because it just is like, what a I don't know, like, like two white guys, drug-addled white guys, like ripping off a bunch of... yeah. R&B and soul it's like it's like every other <laughs> rock and roll thing yeah it's uh, a microcosm of the American music industry mm-hmm. um, oh just as an aside please we, Melissa and I and someone else that, that was at a party we went to uh, decided that Louie Louie is probably the Portland city song for those reasons because it's based ah. off of a, a horribly recorded fuck ups in the recording 
the FBI decides to come and yeah. check it out. Yeah. Don't even catch the word actual word fuck in it. Yeah. But so I think that's anyway. So that's an aside, and everyone. <laughs> There's already a book about all that. So, you know, it came out in like the 90s. I yeah. spent like a week. I, I spent two days reading. It's really not worth reading. <laughs> it's very like, um Anyway, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have we have questions about Marquis e. Smith's love of the Blues Brothers. The movie, at least. I mean, or, I don't, you yeah. know. I mean, it could, could be, could not be. He might have thought it was shit, which it kind of is. I mean, it is. But at the same time, yeah. where are you going to see Aretha Franklin? doing you know thank thank or, or the, like uh, ray charles or cab calloway even that's right i mean i guess there well now we have youtube so we can but which you guys prob- don't know which you probably you know turn this off and went to youtube we watched that instead these guys are idiots you guys don't know <laughs> it was hard it was yeah. hard being alive back then oh man waiting for cable waiting for them to show that again Twice a day, show the blues brothers. Challenging, challenging existence. Also, you only had two types of music: country and western. <laughs> See, that's one joke. <laughs> that's about the only joke I ever really remember. From I, I use that joke frequently, and not a lot of people get it. <laughs> yeah, which is a real shame. Huh. That and the orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Did, so so I, yeah. That was the one thing I was gonna say. I like uh, Chicago now. We've talked about extricate. We've we've done sing harpy. Have we we haven't we haven't talked about like telephone thing. No, I think this is the only else. this is the only this is the only the second extricate song we've done. Right, even though yeah. we have mentioned like it was. Our yeah, I know that's entree. So, and I think we're trying to play it. You know, yeah. be a little coy with it. Like we're not just going to do every song on extricate in a row. Come on, guys. <laughs> we listen to the entire catalog. You'll maybe see. We will now. Yeah, now, jeez, I have a lot to say about uh, popcorn double feature, and it's not good. <laughs> I think we already covered that one. Now. Yeah, we did. Okay, we do, we've gotten three out of I the forgot. way. Of that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really good song on a really good record. You know. I, yeah, when they started spreading out their wings, I guess. A yeah. Bit. Not to be confused with the song wings. <laughs> so, but it's interesting to <laughs> me, and maybe it's just me being the 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 lexicographical nerd. Is that the right word for? It? I don't know, but just like you know, Chicago, <laughs> comma now exclamation point. Is he talking to some? Is it just talking to the city writ large? Is he talking to someone, some awful like gangster I, named Chicago? You know. I know. I don't know. It, I was wondering the same thing. Like, I mean, Chicago is like a proper noun, but yeah, was he actually point. talking to Chicago at this? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. That's what it looks like. It's like a Nathan Detroit situation. Did someone called? You know, right. Teddy Chicago. Hey, Chicago now. They're talking to a pet named Chicago. Um, could be. Could, yeah. I think I'm gonna name if I ever get a dog. I'm gonna name it Chicago. Just so I can Chicago. No, I mean now. What? I think I've, I think I've said this before in this podcast, but I tend to call my cats fuckface a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah, but, and, but, and it gets me every time. <laughs> and, I, and and that's a direct result of Mister Nes. So yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I understand I, the exclamation point, but not the comma. Yeah. Why a comma? Yeah. Why, man? Is it just like, maybe, the, maybe again, we need to look into, was there a television show called Chicago Now? Or some, you know, I would, chintzy PBS program, you know? I, will, I did look up 
Heidi Ho because I think somebody mentioned it, but there used to be a British show called Heidi Ho. Really? Or Heidi Heidi or something like that. Okay. And it was about like counselors at a camp, I at a summer camp or some Wild. shit. Wild. You know, British people and hot fucking, weather. Yeah. Hey yo. <laughs> and their TV shows. It's it's uh unrelated we ended up watching all the uh kunk on britain oh excellent like a few months ago and i think it was the britain one where they it kept cutting to some late 70s early 80s like uh tv show okay like it was a big callback through every episode where it was like unlike blah 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 and then it would show the f- opening theme for the episode <laughs> That's what I would like the Chicago now to be. If yes. it did exist, like I want the opening theme for Chicago now to actually interrupt the whole thing as if it was paintwork. <laughs> and then they would just be like, uh, Mark could just put, put the kettle on or something like that. And then, you know, they would just sit and watch an episode for the entire rest of the album. That, is that would awesome. be the extended. That's uh, my kind of show. Extended play. What I want to know, so remind me, who's playing? It was Simon Wollstonecraft is playing drums on this record. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I so. love his drumming on this song in particular. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that really fun, jazzy shuffle that he gets through most of the song. It's like so unusual for this band. Right. You know? I didn't, I said it was like, what did I call it? Noir jazz or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detective jazz. But no, it's totally jazz. Like, yeah. that's the interesting thing about this. Yeah. The drumming. Ha- there are those bits in the song where they do straight four, and I kind of yeah. wish they would have left those out. But I understand why they're there. Yeah. Because it's the fall and whatever. Um, but I just think that as somebody who's dealt with lots of songs and done that kind of thing before, and I probably stole it from the fall. <laughs> um, like, I just, I kind of wish they would have left it out. But no, it's totally, it's really, it's not, it's not like, it's not Archie Shepp or anything, no, but it's no. definite like a British 50s jazz thing. Absolutely true. And I think that stuff, I, I know Wollstonecraft could play that type of music. And right. so just to have him stretch out a little bit in this song is such an interesting thing. And I'm, I'm honestly shocked that Marky e. Smith let it happen. That's true. Like, I wonder I wonder if it... Uh, have, have you ever heard any like demo versions of the song or anything? Or no, I really I haven't. haven't. I didn't even look for any. Cause no, I, just... I don't think there really are any out there. Okay. I know. I listened to like you know alternate takes of Roush Rumble, which we talked about in a previous episode. But right. you know, I don't think there's a lot of like yeah demo material from this era. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll look into it later. Yeah, we will never let anyone listening know though. Um, yeah, but we're keeping it to ourselves. Anyway, jazz bows. <laughs> jazz bows um i don't know that's about it any other things about chicago now nah man i love this song love this band <laughs> somebody just revved up a love that dirt Kawasaki. bike <laughs> outside well it's very much like chicago now it just happened there a little traffic yes. noise yes very fitting thank every you every time i'm in chicago there's people riding little kawasaki's up and down the neighborhood <laughs> it's true yeah it's a, i just so you guys know out there in podcast land, I think it's a kid who keeps riding this shitty dirt bike around. Oh, the okay. Yeah. We've got and because a cops of those. never show up in my neighborhood because cops never show up anywhere in Portland yeah. anymore. 
Uh, he just rides it around, and I'm just every time I'm like, I'm gonna throw a <laughs> a pipe in your cr- spokes, kid. <laughs> Don't just shut up. Chicago now Chicago 